This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Welcome back to this AMI audio live presentation of the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. We are about to watch Canada East versus United States. We're taking our final uh, preparations for this game. Guys, I have a question, two questions for you that I want quick answers on. So, Team USA is 0-2, and Team East is 2-0. How, if you are Team United States, do you get up for this game? And how, if you are Team East, how do you make sure that you don't have bad habits? If you're Team USA, you don't want to go home 0-3, so you have to get up for this game. They, they've had a little bit of a break, and they're, uh, they look like they're raring to go. To be perfectly honest with you, Team Canada East looks a little bit sluggish out there already. But uh, I think that uh, they're, uh, they're probably ready to go. They uh, are going to uh, rely heavily on uh, Kelly Suber, sorry Kelly Serbu. And, uh, yeah, I, just, uh, I think that uh, USA uh, actually has the edge because their tail is between their legs and their back is up against the wall. Cam? I think with um, if I'm the coach of the U.S. team, I'm saying to them, hey, we were in the game last night up until the end, ended up being 3-1. Um, however, you know, I think that they're really going to be in this game. Uh, saying that, I am not going to say that uh, Canada East isn't going to be able to keep up with them because that's what I said last game, and I was absolutely Me too, buddy. wrong. So yep. I'm not going to count Canada East out of it. However, I think, uh, you know, with the goaltending that they have, if uh, Goist is going to be in the nets, and then having players like Tim Kane and Anthony Chesro, and let's not forget about Christine Venturini. Uh, She had a goal last game uh, that they played in, and I think you've got to watch out for those three players. Yep, absolutely. If if I could just highlight a couple people for... uh Team Canada East. They're, the three that stood out to me yesterday were Wyatt Harvey, obviously Kelly Serbu, and Simone Richard I thought had, had a tremendous game. He was just flying around and I was down between the benches for Canada East versus Canada West and Richard and we were we were talking pre-game that, you know, this is Canada East's second game in like four hours. How would they come out would they have stale legs? Would their legs be a little bit fresh still? Or would they be running on adrenaline? No. They uh, skated circles around Team Canada West in their second game. Uh, and and I think those three players, Simone Richard, Kelly Serbu, and Wyatt Harvey, both are, they, they all had tremendous, tremendous games yesterday. And Simone Richard, he's got the puck on a string right now with the way he's playing. So, I told uh, the Canada East coach... Uh, that I was not sure how they would react, and they proved me wrong, and his response was, I love proving broadcasters wrong. So I also... <laughs> That's who we saw in the elevator. That's I also coach. refuse to go against Canada East. Uh, I will not do it because he seemed very proud that he proved me wrong. On that note, we are going to send it to our broadcast team of Nico Cardarelli and Dave Basto. Guys...
Let's get you set for this select series game between Team Canada East and Team Canada, or excuse me, and Team USA. That was last night. The two Team Canada's facing off each other. The select series wraps up day number two here at the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. As we get set to preview this game featuring Team Canada East. They'll be wearing the yellow jerseys defending the goal down to our broadcast right taking on Team USA as they're back to their traditional blues with some red, white, and stars and stripes along their trim there. They look really good, too. These uh, these uh, Team USA jerseys are, are the vintage classic ones, yeah. too. The big USA uh, across the chest going uh, diagonally across the chest. It, it looks really good. They, uh, it's a good-looking group out there uh, this evening. Well, it's a good-looking group, but they're going to have to find a way to rebound as they are 0-2 here at the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. Team Canada East are a perfect 2-0 so far, so this is a really big game in terms of the standings. And a chance for USA to get some redemption after they had a game slip away from them last night or yesterday morning when they were leading Team Canada one nothing. They eventually dropped that game three to one. What was what was the difference in that hockey game, Nico? For our, our listeners right now, as, as far as U, USA, and you mentioned, and I've heard it from a number of people this afternoon. It's you have to be thinking if you're in the United States locker room, you're disappointed so far that you're zero and two here coming into game number three. But in your heart of hearts, realistically. This should have been a one-on-one team, shouldn't it? Yeah, it really probably should have. They had some bad luck there against that uh, Canada East game. And, no, they got to find a way to rebound here. Team Canada West dominated them this morning, at least on the scoreboard. It was a close game for the bulk of the game. But a 5-1 final, you know, that gives you the impression that they weren't necessarily in it. I think that's a bit of a misnomer because... Team USA has skated really hard. They've checked really well. They're playing a complete game. They maybe just haven't quite gone the puck luck that they need to get the victory at the end of the day. And it could happen here in game number three as uh, as these guys are getting used to playing more and more with each other. Uh, the chemistry starts to build. It usually doesn't take away with the more and more ice time. And, and uh, man, I look forward to this one. We're just about to drop the puck here in uh, game number three. Starting goaltenders for Team USA. We get Mike Straub for the first time here this weekend. Team Canada turned to Joey Cabral. And we're underway here in the Select Series as Dave Bastel sits alongside me doing color commentary. Jeff Ryman down at ice level. My name's Nico Cartarelli. Thank you for tuning in. As Canada East quickly on the puck, get the puck in the zone. Chesro there defensively for Team USA. Vantarini scoops it out to center where it's controlled by Francois Beauregard. Tim Kane knocks the puck down. Kelly Serbu comes up with it as he's got Del Grande here on his near wing. Nice pass to feed it through. Del Grande gains the zone to Serbu behind the goal. Tries the wraparound, but that's defended perfectly by Chesro. Julian Blais centers and they score! 
Kelly Serbu finishes the one-timer after the setup from Julien Blais. And Canada East take a 1-0 lead just 45 seconds in. Serbu planting himself just to the right of the goaltender. Just the money area of the slot. That cross-ice pass from the other side of the net finds tape to tape. Man, you talk about chemistry and having it. When you set up those kind of goals right in front of uh, an opposition net... It's it's like these guys have played together for years, uh, and uh, Serbu makes it one nothing for Canada East. A quick start, a perfect start for Canada East as they strike just 45 seconds in, and their head coach Paul Cairns juggling his lineup a little bit here. Rick Oriol has typically played on the blue line through their first couple of games, but here he's up on the left wing. Mark, sorry, that's Joe Fernazier with the chance for Canada East as the Wiz kid just misses on that opportunity. Picked up by Simone Richard. He lets the shot fly. Shanley gets the block, and then he drops on top of it to freeze it. A good block there from Kevin Shanley. And just behind the net, I noticed a, a little a little bit of a hit. I'm not going to say it was a big hit, but a little bit of a hit. And maybe this is a little bit of what happened the last time these two teams played. Because at the end of that game, there was a little bit of chippiness. And I'm sure these two teams uh, do not need to be reminded about what happened there. And it's starting a little bit early in this one. Uh, certainly a lot of rivalries on and off the ice. A lot of these players, very good friends away from the rink, but it's a competitive atmosphere when Canada and USA get together. And that's certainly the case here. As there's some physical play behind the net where it almost leads to the net being toppled on top of the goaltender. Serbu got caught behind the net, and him and Christine Vantarini share a bit of a laugh. Uh, yeah, exactly, because I'm glad it was a laugh at the end because it almost looked like he was guided into the back of the net. <laughs> it, it, and, it, and it wasn't in a, hey, uh, let me help you out here, uh, I, but I'm going to give you a slight push. Uh, but yes, uh, the face-off because of the net movement just outside the blue line as they drop the puck. So Team USA win that ensuing faceoff, and it's Tim Kane settling down a rolling puck. Chesro heading to the front of the goal, tied up by Wyatt Harvey. Brilliant defensive play there by Wyatt Harvey to tie up the stick of Chesro, and then the contact takes the net off its pegs. Really good idea by uh, Tim Kane, who was skating just down the right-hand side, saw the open guy, or what he thought was an open player in front of the net, uh, just couldn't make uh, exact contact with it, but had the right idea, looking for the man in the slot. It just wasn't there uh, for the taking. We want to remind folks tuning in that you can be a part of the broadcast by chiming in on our live chat thread, just like Kelly did, who's cheering on Team USA. Let us know where you're tuning in from, who you're cheering on, and we'll get to a few more viewer shout-outs. But here's some aggressive forechecking by Steinica. He took a stick up near the face. No call as play continues on. Bodies crashing down to the ice. But it's Team USA taking possession at center ice. Chesro working up the near side wall. Settles down the rolling puck. Feeds it over to Tim Kane. But three yellow jerseys converge on him. And ensure he never gets a clean shot away. Joseph Del Grande gets to the puck first. Does well to... Fired ahead to Simone Richard. It's stripped away from him. And now Chesro unable to get to it ahead of Alec Angus McKechn. Nice bench management there by Team USA to ensure they didn't take a too many men on the ice penalty as they were making some changes on the fly and the puck right in front of their bench. Serbu catches an edge behind the goal. He crashes down. 
That gives Team USA an opportunity to clear. They get it to the line, but not out. Held in by Serbu. Receives a pass. That's the shot fly, and that just missed by inches. They try jam it home on the far side. The wraparound, nothing doing as Straub gets there to make a good save. Serbu with a great blast. Uh, high slot just off of the circles. Uh, just missed that left post by, I'm going to say about an inch, but, man, he had some great... Uh, I was going to say great wood on it, but I'm pretty sure it isn't a wooden <laughs> stick. I'm pretty sure these guys aren't using wooden sticks, but you get what I'm uh, what I'm trying to deliver here. It doesn't quite have the same ring when you say it doesn't quite get the composite on it. You know, I know exactly what you mean, Dave. I'm, uh, I'm a little bit old school when it comes down to it, but you're absolutely right. Uh, the difference between the composite and the wood these days, uh, the wood just doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> There's a shot from wide Harvey. Oh, Simone Richard diving to redirect it, but it just goes wide of the post. Rick Oriold settles the puck, tries to pass it over to Richard. He gets dumped by Keith Haley. Play continues on on the no call as Wyatt Harvey settles the puck down nicely. He's checked closely by the Hartford Brailers representative, Keith Haley. One of the best blind hockey names in the in the world right now is Team USA get charged for an icing. 8.50 remaining in the first. And speaking of great names, the Hartford Brailers? Yes. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, it's you, amazing. And you gotta, t- you gotta, I, I'm, I'm not familiar with the team, but please tell me they're green and white. Yes, I okay. was just about to say, same color scheme and the logo they've done is incredible. In fact, I'm gonna find it here on my laptop so that we can get your reaction because that, it is incredible. That is outstanding. As soon as you said it, my eyes kind of lit up and I thought, you gotta tell me it's green and white, and you gotta tell me you can, cause, cause W, if you reverse the W, looks like a B, right? So here I, oh, you can yes, kind of get a sense yes, of what it yes. is. They, they've done a really great and it's, job. And there. it's the right color scheme. I am a huge fan of it, and I'm just a recent fan as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, Team USA do well to clear the puck out of the zone. Promptly it gets fired back in as Kevin Brown, one of two B1 defensemen for Team USA, tracks the puck behind his own goal. Gets it to the line, but not quite out, as it was held in by Gary St. Dennis. On the second effort, Team USA get it across center ice, led by Tim Kane. Kane tries to feed that up to Chesro. Team USA loading up here right now as they've got Kane, Steinica, and Chesro out on a line together. So they're feeling some urgency, I think, trying to get some high-powered offense out there. I think so, and I think a lot of it has to go through number seven as well. Uh, Kane, Kane's had himself a pretty good weekend, and it's no surprise that uh, I'm not going to say he's being double-shifted as consistently, but uh, but I would look for more of that happening if they are going to generate some sort of offense. It it seems when that line's on the ice, Nico, a lot more danger happens in that Canadian zone. On the offensive zone draw, Dirk Morgan was able to win it to the near boards, but now it's Simone Richard racing across center ice. He's got Joseph Del Grande trailing him. Richard makes the draw pass to Del Grande. It's in his skates and then cleared to the far corner. They try feed it back out front. Daniel Belding gets a stick on it, plays it to the line. Nice job by Beauregard to hold the zone. Richard wheels in, tight to the goal, all the way behind the net to the far corner, still with the puck on a string, lets the shot go, and that's off a shin pad, and into the far corner where it's controlled by Julien Blay. He plays it back to the point, but just out of the reach of Beauregard. As Joseph Del Grande settles down that bouncing puck, brings it in along the left wing, he's got Richard cutting to the net, tries to center it to him, but off the bench, Kane makes a great defensive play. Kane tries to kick the puck out. Now it's on the stick of Chesro. 
We get a great comment coming in from Julie about the helmet colors. We'll get to that in just a moment. But here goes Tim Kane. Takes a shot. What a block. Wyatt Harvey is a beast on defense right now. That one goes off the post as Kane willing his way to a goal. Oh, so close. Denied by the post. Canada get it to the line, but not out. Big play by Vantarini to hold the zone. Blay chases her to the far corner. Richard comes up with it. 6.30 remaining here in the first period of play as Team Canada East lead 1-0 over Team USA. Great move by Canada East to get that puck out of the zone. There was some big-time problems, and I'm surprised that the United States didn't capitalize on a couple of those opportunities because a couple of those shots by Kane looked like they were destined for the net. It was a little bit of a panic move by Canada East, but when you're in that situation, you dump the puck as fast as you can clear things up, change it up. That's exactly what they're going to do. And now they have that face off deep in the United States zone. We get a question on our live chat thread from Julianne Brace asking to explain the helmet colors. I'm more than happy to. A B3 is wearing a black helmet. That means they have 10% vision or less. If you're wearing a white helmet, you're 5% vision or less. You're a B2. As that B2 lets a shot from the point go, a good save for Nazir tries to dig it home. Terrific goaltending from Straub to keep the puck out. Straub looking really, really good right now, considering this is his first game of the tournament. And, and they do have a very good goaltender on the bench as well. Yeah. So nothing nothing in the United States goaltending duo saying that either one of these guys can go in there and get the job done. We're seeing it early in this hockey game. Wayne St. Dennis was the player who took the shot from the blue line. He's wearing the white helmet signifying he is a B2. And then if you see USA defenseman number 10, Kevin Shanley in the red helmet, he is one of two B1 defensemen. That means he has less than 1% vision. And it's truly remarkable that we have two B1 skaters here in the select series. And both of them on the United States. Yes. As Team Canada cut to the net. Did he get it past him? No, Straub shuts the door that was as so Oriole gets stonewalled. Oriole was right there. He had the opening. He went. It looked like it may have trickled through, but not, not past the goal line. It's still one nothing Canada East in this one, but very, very close. I would say inches away from being 2 nothing for the uh, Canadian side. Straub keeping his team in it at the moment, weathering the storm as Team USA... Under pressure, Tim Kane wins the faceoff and is able to get the puck out of the zone. 5.50 remaining in the first period. Team Canada East leading 1-0. A turnover there by Team USA. It's picked up by Mark DeMontis. He makes the pass to Simone Richard, who feeds it near side, intended for Gary St. Dennis. It's off the boards and over the stick of Beauregard where it gets scooped up by Tim Kane. He flips it over Simone Richard. What a play. Kane still needs to make a clean pass, though, as Steinica parks himself at the hash marks. Kane, with the puck on a string, tries to drop it to Chesro. No clean pass yet. There it is. Chesro to Kane. Kane with the shot. Cabral gets a piece of it. And then the good defensive support from Wyatt Harvey ensures they can't jam it home on the far side. And heavy, heavy defense in front of that Canadian goal as well. You saw a little bit of pushing back and forth. Both teams standing their ground. Cabral covers it up fast, which is exactly what we expect out of him. Uh, and, uh, and you know what? Keeping it at bay. Still one nothing for Canada East in this one. Wyatt Harvey a little bit slow to get up there from Team Canada East. And I think he's being assessed a penalty here. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. He's being ticketed. And, I mean, he's in disbelief about this. But 
No signal from the official, but Team USA will head to the power play with 5.16 left in the period. Nico, I didn't see anything there that, that kind of stood out that I went, oh yeah, you know what, that is definitely a penalty, but perhaps some of the rough stuff that was happening in front of the net, we'll soon find out from our uh, PA announcer. So covering the puck in the crease, I think, there for the crease violation, crease violation. penalty. Yeah. Tough so, break for Team Canada. Can you explain that to our listeners right now? Crease violation. So obviously he covered it with his hands, but he can't cover it in a certain area, I'm guessing. Yes, precisely. As we're playing double IHF rules, Team USA win the faceoff. I'll get to that explanation in a moment as Tim Kane was squaring up for a blast, but it ended up getting blocked by Serbu. Well, here's a good opportunity to give that explanation as Canada <laughs> sends it down the ice. Yes, exactly. You can you can hold your net presence as a defenseman. The crease is yours. It's your goaltenders. But you can't cover the puck in the crease. And maybe a little lucky they weren't assessed the penalty shot against. And just the two-minute penalty as the backhander from Kane gets kicked out by Cabral. Big save. Team USA circling the net with pressure. Kane lets the backhander fly. Hits Steinica, and it's in, but they wave it off. No goal. The, the motion from the referee was that it was kicked in by Steinica, so no goal for Team USA. I don't know if I saw that, Nico. It looked like it was a stick, but, uh, but nonetheless, the referee's decision is final. He was right there. He has much better eyes on it than I do, but uh, USA pressuring on this power play, making the most of it. They still have a minute 20 left and I wouldn't be surprised if this puck is back in the Canadian zone again. Canada has to tighten up defensively if they're going to keep this one nothing score. Canada have possession here shorthanded as Simone Richard breaks into the zone with 4.25 remaining in the period. Richard trying to take some time off the clock, but the puck's stripped away from him, and here goes Team USA led by Anthony Chesro. Chesro makes the pass to Kane. Kane returns it to Chesro. Bouncing puck. Great play by Alec Angus McKechn. Kane shoots and he scores! Team USA tie it up on the power play as Captain America, Tim Kane, gets the goal. Well said, Nico. It was one of those situations where it followed the bouncing puck. The pass was already in play in that offensive zone, so there was no worry about that. And there was some confusion kind of in the higher slot. Kane, of course, picked up the puck, made no mistake, fired it on goal, found the back of the net. We have ourselves a 1-1 game on a Tim Kane power play play goal much needed too especially with only four minutes and seven seconds left in the first period a big goal there for team usa they draw even as the final minutes of the first period ticking away and they want more daniel belden gets the puck stripped away from him by kelly serbu serbu racing up the near side wing he's got fornazier with him Serbu makes the pass to Fornazier. He gets hauled down. And both the Canada East players, Fornazier and Serbu, can't believe there's no call. Serbu makes the pass to Orioles. Oh, that just went wide of the post. I mean, an inch at most wide. He had that spot, too. He did have that spot, just couldn't capitalize. Yeah, Straub didn't have it covered well. Nice pass by Orioles to Serbu on the near side. He's checked closely by Vantarini McDermott. With 3.25 to go in the period. Oriol centers out front. Serbu, the backhander. It gets blocked by Dirk Morgan. The puck's still sitting there. Shot right on. Big save by Straub. And then they whistle it down as the referee had lost sight of the puck. And the net also came off its pegs. Canada doing some nice pressuring there. We haven't seen that in at least uh, the last five or six minutes. Uh, Pressure around the net just couldn't capitalize. A little bit of frustration happening out there too. As soon as that whistle went, there was a couple 
couple Canadian players wondering, you know what, we're pressuring, we're, we're in this zone. Uh, unfortunately, you know what, the, if the net moves, the whistle will blow, and that's exactly what happened. Oh, and there was a moment in the game yesterday between these two teams where Canada East had scored a goal. They were trailing at the time. As they work it out front, great chance, and that gets stuffed away as Kevin Brown helping his goaltender on that opportunity. And actually, I better correct myself. It was between Team Canada East and Team Canada West where Canada East had a goal called back. They were trailing 2-0. So they've dealt with some frustrating officiating at times as that shot by Richard ends up being turned away by Straub. Puck out in front of the Canadian bench where it's scooped up by Alec Angus McKechn. He wheels back behind his own goal, stops on a dime, and reverses the breakout away from Matthew Miller. Vantarini McDermott picks up the puck, tries to get it in deep, but Richard stops it and then plays it ahead for Julien Blay. And here's a break for Canada with numbers in transition. Blay has to make a pass, gets it to Richard, and he just slides it wide. And then the contact into the goal takes it off its pegs with 2.15 left in the period. Good opportunity for Canada. It was an odd man rush with three of them in the zone. Uh, just couldn't capitalize on the correct pass. Uh, it, w- it was a little bit sloppy for the situation. They were also rushed as well. They had a defender in the right place at the right time for Team USA. But Canada, nonetheless, continues to pour on the pressure late in this first period. We're getting some great comments on our live chat thread, including that from Mike Moore, who's cheering on the St. Dennis brothers and Team Canada. Let's give a shout out to Snowman, who loves the Brailers as well. Hey, I'm on board, Snowman. <laughs> and a big shout out to Kyle Bora from the St. Louis Blues Blind Hockey Program, cheering on Team USA, saying, we need a lead. You got that right, <laughs> Kyle. They're working hard. They're trying. I can guarantee you that. As off the faceoff. The scrum for the puck kicked ahead to Serbu. He sweeps it in on goal, but that's not going to count. No clean pass, so it stays tied 1-1. And that's exactly what they were looking for. And, and, you know, Kelly wasn't looking for it. He just shot that on net. Uh, I, the way they're talking to the referees right now, he was under the impression that there was a clean pass. I, I'm kind of curious. I wish I could have some uh, ears in this conversation, but uh, we have three members of the Canada East team talking to the officials, uh, kind of confused by the judgment call, but nonetheless, it was ruled no goal. I can understand Serbu's frustration, but it's a good call because the puck was kicked to him, and if you kick it to a player, that's not a clean pass. So the official's making a good call there, and I think he may be debating where this faceoff goes as well, but they're going to bring it outside the blue line. Yeah, Serbu co- feeling a little hard done by. You can see his reaction there. <laughs> no matter what the answer would have been from the referee, I don't think Kelly would have been uh, impressed with it. But uh, but nonetheless, uh, the pressure continues, and uh, it looks like the faceoff will officially be just outside the blue line. Well, we'll take this moment to give a shout-out to Joey Cabral's number one fan from Utica, New York, Jana. He wants you to know that he's looking forward to hanging out with you soon, and can't wait to uh, catch up and he appreciates your support of Team Canada even though you are in Utica (laughs) (laughs) surprising fan too I I don't know how many fans in Utica are are uh, are big Canadian East fans apparently there's one (laughs) hey let's give a shout out to grandma who's cheering on Blake Steinica and Team USA as Blake's had a great cheering section all tournament long 
And Team USA in a good position here, tied 1-1 with two minutes to go in the first. Chesro picks up the puck. Kane tries to flip it off the boards and out. Good second effort by Kane, but held in at the far blue line by Wyatt Harvey. Kevin Brown plays it up the near side wing. That's picked off by DeMontis. Drop pass for Serbu at the far faceoff dot. It's stripped away from him by Chesro. And here's a potential break for Team USA. Tim Kane receives the pass. Goes back near side to Chesro. Brilliant back check by Serbu as he ties up the stick. Maybe got a bit much of Chesro. And then they'll whistle it down as Anthony Chesro awkwardly crashed into the end boards, and he seems to be in a bit of pain right now. Yeah, he fell awkwardly into the boards after the uh, the Kelly Serbu. I'm not going to say trip, but it looked mm. like it was accidental contact. I was actually surprised there wasn't a penalty on the play, to tell you the honest truth, just because yeah. the puck was near that jurisdiction. Accident or not, it looked like uh, it looked like it could have been a possible trip. There's no call on the play, and we're glad that the player is uh, doing okay as he skates with his own win back to the bench. Well, Chesro is arguably the USA's second best player. He's certainly a catalyst on offense and an important person on that roster. They can ill afford to lose a player of his ilk. So yes, we certainly hope it's nothing serious for Anthony Chesro. But as I say that, it looks like he's going to be taking a walk back to the locker room. You're absolutely right. Uh, so, he's, he's with a trainer right now as he kind of disappears down the tunnel. So We'll uh, monitor that for sure. Now, there's only a minute and a half left in this first period. That could be one of the reasons because there yep. is a little bit of a break in between. But yep, any time a player goes back to the dressing room, it's, it's not very good news. Alec Angus McKechn fires it off the boards. It's picked up by Rick Oriole to cross center ice, and he tries to gain the zone. Stripped off his stick, and it's corralled by Daniel Belding. Oriole comes in and separates Belding from the puck, but now it's Tim Kane scooping it up with 108 left in the period. Kane checking his passing options. He's got Belding in the low slot. Tries to feather one over to him with a saucer pass, but it was too hot to handle, and here goes Team Canada East. Rick Oriold, he's got Joe Fernazier with him. Fernazier receives the pass. Tries to get it back to Oriold, but ran out of space. Good defensive play by Vantarini McDermott. Vantarini McDermott gets it to the line, but not past Alec Angus McKechn, as Tim Kane corrals it behind his own goal with 37 seconds left in the frame. Big play by Wayne St. Dennis to keep it in at the point. His shot was blocked. And then Alec Angus McKechn does the same thing on the near side. Fernazier settles the rolling puck, plays it ahead just out of the reach of Richard. 20 seconds left in the period. Simone Richard wheeling through the high slot, lets the shot go, blocked fearlessly by Tim Kane. 12 seconds remaining in the period. Kane with the puck along the near boards, lifts it high off the glass but not out. Alec Angus McKechn has his shot from the point knocked down. The final few seconds tick off the clock. And these two teams will head to the locker room all even, tied at one after the opening period. Good first period, Nico. Both teams uh, showing some really good life in this one for uh, Canada opens up the scoring early in this one, really setting setting the, the, the precedence of the game itself. But you know what? Kudos to the United States for bouncing back, making the most of a couple opportunities. And to tell you the honest truth, when, when some of these opportunities were penetrating in this Canadian zone, the United States uh, could have actually scored more than what they did. It's 1-1 after the first, and uh, it looks like this is the foundation of what should be a very good game. 
We've got at least two more periods. And, hey, if it's tied after regulation, we're going to overtime and potentially a shootout. That's still a long way off as after the opening period, we're all squared up at one between Team USA and Team Canada East. For more intermission analysis, let's rejoin the boys from AMI in the neutral zone. Let's send it over to Brock, Cam, and and my favorite out of the brunch, Brett, because he brought me food earlier Wait, wait, today. wait, hold on. Hold on a second here, Nico. Brett's up to on. his old tricks and find out. Well, it's not always about friends. him, you know? That was a perfect example. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. Thank well, you very much, Nico. Hey, thank you. Nico, I, I'm bringing cake tomorrow, if that's any consolation to you. And that was before you said that, so there you go. Thank you to our lovely broadcast team who just boosted Brett's ego. Um, guys, it's 1-1. Uh, very good game. Uh, Kelly Serbu opened up the scoring, and then Tim Kane tied it up. A couple of uh, notes that you guys can bounce off of. Their goalie, Mike Straub, only playing one game, but pretty unbelievable. Let's start there, boys. Goaltending. Oh, Mike Straub, he, uh, he robbed Team Canada East with five minutes left in the period to keep team, or the Americans in it. And uh, just absolutely incredible. Yeah, it yeah, was. I, I counted three phenomenal saves. One was around the, with five minutes left. There was another one with about 6.13 left in the game. So uh, with Mike Straub, that is why it is tied currently 1-1 right now. How difficult, guys, sitting on the bench all weekend. Maybe you feel a little bit like, I want to play, but I can't. How difficult is it to come into a game and play this way? I think it's uh, very difficult to be able to uh, come in and uh, be cold and not have any games under your belt. Uh, However, that's uh, why you're paid the big bucks to come in and uh, do that. So you have to have a good, tough mental attitude and be able to come in here and... uh, shine and help your team out and Straub is certainly doing that for Team USA. If Mike Straub is their dedicated backup goaltender, he's certainly not showing it. It looks like he's been playing all weekend. Is that, when when you're in a situation like that, we talked about it earlier in the broadcast, is it really important to uh, feel the puck and warm up more so than a guy who's been in all, all tournament? Definitely. You definitely need to be able to feel that puck and warm up uh, just to kind of get the goosebumps out of you, the whatever you want to call it, uh, the pits in your stomach. Uh, you need to be able to get that feel for the puck to, you know, be able to have a good game. And but on the flip side, he's good and fresh because he's been sitting there for a bit. So, Yeah, I guess that's true. You could look at it that way, you know, being good and fresh. I want to speak to the uh, Kelly Serbu back check at the, near the end of the period. That was pretty pretty great, guys. Pretty great two-way play. Well, it's uh, defensive hockey. That's uh, what's going to win games and uh, players that are going to be able to play a 200-foot game. And I think uh, Kelly Serbu certainly did that. And uh, Canada East team, they're doing well defensively. But let's not forget the uh, U.S. team because Victoria McDermott, number 23, she sacrificed her body and saved a goal uh, from an easy tap-in around the 9.30 mark of the first period. So uh, this game could easily be at least 2-1 to one, uh, if it isn't for defensive plays such as what Victoria McDermott did. 
What is something that needs to be approved upon? Let's start with uh, Canada East. What is something that needs to be improved upon in the second period? Oh, I I just think that uh, they need to be reminded that there's another two periods left, and so they they need uh, they need to continue to just play their game and compete until the final buzzer. Cam. Uh, with Canada East, I, they've got to stay out of the penalty box. I know they had uh, at least uh, one penalty, and that was Wyatt Harvey uh, doing the crease violation. So I would say to make sure that they stay out of the uh, penalty box and uh, keep the pressure on and um, get that cycle game going. Let's uh, go ringside and check in with Jeff Ryman downstairs. Jeff? I'm with Team USA captain Tim Kane. Now, Tim, you guys uh, obviously didn't get off to the start of the tournament like you wanted to down two games right now, but you're tied 1-1. You scored the first goal uh, for your team. What was the mindset heading into this game, already being down 0-2 heading into this game? You know, really not a whole lot different than uh, than the beginning of the tournament. We uh, we come into something like this with, with this kind of format. You try to take maximum points possible, and, and like you said, the first two games didn't go our way, but... You know, we still got two games left. We're still looking for maximum points, and, and who knows what six points could mean at the at the end of the day tomorrow. Exactly. Good point. And uh, obviously, I was part of the broadcast earlier in the day, and I was watching you, and one of the, the cool things that I sort of thought and put together in my mind is that you remind me an awful lot like Ryan O'Reilly of the St. Louis Blues. You're a very good two-way player. You're very poised. Uh, is there anybody you model your game after in particular? Uh, you know, if I, if I had to say, being from Michigan, I would hope for a combination between uh, Sergey Fedorov and Chris Draper. <laughs> it's uh, it's an unlikely combo, but uh, you know Fedorov knew how to put the puck in the net, and, and Draper was a guy you didn't really want to play against. So if I could be a combo of those two, that'd be a good day. Awesome! Thanks so much, and I uh, hope you can pull this one out. I hope to get you uh, at least one win here at this tournament, and uh, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. And we're going to take a break here on this AMI Audio Live presentation of the 2019. Canadian Blind Hockey Tournament. After the break, we're going to get set for second period action. Stay with us. To be beginning soon. I look for two things for the Americans to keep themselves in it. Straub needs to continue to play his game in that net, and Kane needs to continue to be a beast. Cam? Well, I believe uh, Anthony Chesro was the uh, gentleman that ended up uh, leaving near the end of the period being hurt, and he's probably, as uh, the boys said, their second best player, so I look for him to see if he's coming back and uh, what he's going to do, and as far as um, from the Canada East team, um, you know, Rick Oriold, he's been a huge player over the tournament so far, so I want to see what he's going to be doing uh, this period in the rest of the game. It'll be very interesting to see. I'm looking forward uh, for more uh, fast-paced play. I think this has been a great game. It's uh, 1-1, of course, and it's going to be tightly contested uh, and Nico made mention we may go to overtime on this uh, game. I don't know if that was a prediction necessarily or just a thought, but he did mention it. Speaking of those two wonderful gentlemen, one has a slight edge over the other because of favoritism comments earlier, but we'll send it back over to that broadcast team right now, guys. 
I don't know what you mean by that, but we're getting set for the second period puck drop here as we're all squared up through the opening frame, 1-1 between Team Canada East and Team USA. And I'm trying to scope out the bench to look for number 19, I can't, Anthony Chesro, and I, I don't can't, see him out there. I can't find him at all, yep. Nico. That's exactly what I was doing while I was listening to the guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't see a number 19 on the bench right now. I'd love to get an update on this. Well, speaking of that, we've got Jeff Ryman down at ice level. So, Jeff, maybe you can give us an update on the health of Anthony Yeah, I just, uh, I just heard that it's a broken collarbone, so he is oh. not set to return. Yeah, big blow for Team USA. Oh, that is a crushing blow there for Team USA. As Well, we heard it there from Jeff Ryman down at ice level. A broken collarbone for Anthony Chesro. And I got to imagine that's likely the end of his tournament here this weekend. Yeah, that's that's really disappointing. If uh, you know, if you're part of that team USA, when you when you come out for a weekend tournament, you're not expecting a, an injury of that uh, you know uh, that severe. But uh, unfortunately, yes. And and it's you know in, in a in a non-joking way, it's funny because he left the ice under his own steam. Yes. Uh, yeah. And you got the feeling that maybe it was uh, he got the wind knocked out of him. Mm. Maybe he just needs a little bit of time to, to kind of settle himself down because he looked okay. But yeah. you can move your feet perfectly fine and still have something wrong with your, what they call in the NHL, an upper body injury. <laughs> uh, but uh, but a broken collarbone is not the way he wanted to leave this tournament. No, it's a serious injury, unfortunately, for Anthony Chesro as the puck is dropped and we're underway in the second period of play. As the two, these two teams all squared up at one. Daniel Belding tracks it in front of his own bench, leading the breakout. So Team USA having to juggle the lines a little bit. Kane takes the shot and just rips it wide of the near post. It's Belding who takes the position on the left wing where Chesro had been playing. As Team Canada have to delay the entry into the zone on the offside. Richard can't feed it over to Serbu. It's picked off by Steinica, and here he's skating with Kane. Steinica to Kane, dumps it into the near corner, where Serbu gets to it ahead of Steinica. Simone Richard takes the puck across, center ice. Checking for a passing option, but with Canada making changes on the fly, all he can really do is try hold possession. Great play from his backside to make the pass. It just gets past Gary St. Dennis, or sorry, Wayne St. Dennis, and out to center ice. Steinica backhands it into the Canadian zone, and at the end of a shift, he'll peel off for a change. And that gives Canada a chance to work up the near wing, led by Simone Richard. Drop pass for Joe Fernazier. He gets around John Guzik. Still stick handling into the high slot. Let's the shot fly. That's blocked in the far corner where Richard picks it up. Richard. Spinning over to the near uh, far boards by the hash marks. He's checked closely by Mark DeFlorio. As Richard, still with the puck on his stick, tries to dangle his way around DeFlorio. Nothing doing. Richard checking hard. Still as the puck tried to backhand a wraparound on goal. Fernazier takes the shot and a good stick save that time by Straub. Puck cleared out down the ice. Wayne St. Dennis gets to it just ahead of John Guzik. As it's corralled by Julien Blay. Blay working up the near side wing. He's got Fornazier trailing him. He's got Serbu in front and he just couldn't bury it after the pass. Serbu still with possession and errant stick. Ends up helping USA get the puck out of the zone. But just as quickly Serbu set to bring it back in. Delayed offside as Serbu heads up not to bring it in offside. Now he'll just flip it in deep. 
Venturini McDermott banks it off the boards on the near side, and here goes John Guzik. Wyatt Harvey with some good back-checking gets to the loose puck ahead of Tim Kane, banks it off the boards, and now a foot race. Joe Fernazier, the whiz kid, gets to it first. He's got to make a pass, nothing doing as it's stripped away from him by Victoria Vantarini McDermott. In the far corner, Kelly Serbu comes up with the puck after receiving the pass from Rick Oriol. Serbu wants the wraparound. They sniff that one out perfectly. Nice tandem work there by Steinica and Vantarini McDermott. Very similar to the first period. Canada applying a lot of the pressure early in this period. Uh, just not the same result as they scored in that first. Hasn't done it here in the second. Well, if they stick with the process, it'll likely pay off. They keep working hard, and they've had the U.S. pinned in their zone the majority of this period as we've got 8.38 left in the second period. Tim Kane receives the pass from Steinica into the near corner, tries to feather it back out front for Christine Vantarini, but that gets broken up by Mark DeMontis. Rolling puck settled down by Richard. Keith Haley comes off the bench, tries to strip the puck away. DeMontis makes the pass over to Oriol, but a brilliant back check by Tim Kane breaks up that pass. Wayne St. Dennis off the bench, plays the puck. Vantarini gets it back as she feathers it up the near side. We'll get to a few more viewer shout-outs on our live chat thread, getting a lot of support for Team USA right now, as with eight minutes remaining in the t- second period, Team Canada East lead the breakout as Gary St. Dennis battling for the puck with Blake Steinica. Oh, great play by St. Dennis from his backside to swing it cross ice to Serbu. Serbu, he's got Del Grande cutting to the net. Serbu with passing options, feeds it back intended for St. Dennis. Now it's Alec Angus McKechnie who lets the shot fly. Some big collisions there, but inadvertent contact play continues on. Serbu dumps the puck in deep as Kevin Shanley tracks it behind the goal, but Del Grande gets to it first. Poked off his stick, Gary St. Dennis sweeps it right through the blue ice. Serbu unable to redirect it in. Straub was able to get a piece of that with his pads as we remain tied 1-1 with 7-11 left to go here in the second period. As Gary St. Dennis was a bit slow to get up, Serbu makes the pass to Del Grande. The backhander attempt is blocked, and then with Gary St. Dennis parked in the crease, they'll whistle it down for a crease violation. No penalty in that instance. No penalty in that no. incident, exactly. As Serbu and the Canadian side really controlling a lot of that play. Serbu kind of looking for, for what he wanted in front of that. He saw Del Grande there in front, couldn't capitalize as he kind of had to adjust and fight the puck a little bit before giving away a backhand to the net. But nonetheless, uh, it's old Canada early in the second period and still tied at one with 7.01 remaining in the frame. So I just got a text from one of the Team USA staff members and they've confirmed that it is indeed a broken collarbone for Anthony Chesro. A very tough break there for Team USA. As Joe Fernazier gets hammered down, play continuing on after Belding puts the bash there and now Tim Kane scoops it up. Kane tries to clear it out. Richard able to get a piece of that pass as he holds it in. Richard working the near side wing down low into the corner. There's the buzzer for the good pass. Richard still with the puck on his stick. Cycling through the high slot all the way to the near side now. 
Finally, the Americans take it away from Richard as Tim Kane banks it off the boards down the ice. And that's going to be an icing call against Team USA with 6.13 left in the second period. Richard handling a lot of that offensive play, just looking for that open person and really couldn't find him. Uh, it's uh, it's it's a marvel the way uh, a very video game like, and I know yes. you're I know you're part of that gaming world, Nico. But uh, you know, I, I player player one, player one on Canada East uh, was, was definitely uh, Simone Richard, and uh, and uh, he just couldn't capitalize on finding that connection. I think the Xbox translation of that move is. AXR2 <laughs> Spinorama. That was some incredible play from Simone Richard. It's, yes, it certainly was. <laughs> Very video game esque indeed. And now Team USA try clear the zone. Held in by Wayne St. Dennis with exactly six minutes remaining here in the second period. In the far corner, Rick Oriold pokes it back to the line for St. Dennis, who then returns it to Oriold at the far side hash marks. Plays it down low behind the goal for Fornazier, who, well, nearly took a big hit there from Dirk Morgan. Actually, check that. That was Mark DeMontis, who has started to give it a bit back to Morgan there. Shot from Serbu just goes wide. The net off its pegs. They'll whistle it with 5.35 left to play. A little bit of frustration on the Canadian side. You can almost sense it that they... They are looking for the second goal and, and crave the second goal. It just hasn't happened yet. And uh, momentum was kind of stopped with that net being bumped off in the morning, so to speak. Uh, but uh, you know what? If they continue pressuring, they will uh, break the dam, so to speak. I'm just wondering how long Team USA can hold itself in their own zone yeah. without any offensive capability. Because right now, we're seeing a one-sided game, and it's severely tilted for the Canada side. And I think it really speaks to the loss of Anthony Chesro from the American lineup. They really weren't pinned in their zone as badly as we've seen here in the second period. And we should also mention that Luke Miller, one of their other top players, was unable to attend this weekend. So Team USA already without one of their best and now hearing about the injury to Chesro, it makes it that much tougher for them. As Tim Kane picks up the puck at the top of the faceoff circle, lets the shot go. It off a body and wide behind the goal over to the far side corner. Kane gets dumped in the corner. He wanted a call. Nothing coming as the puck played off the glass wide. Harvey then gets dumped in the near corner. Lots of physical play here in this one. Del Grande receives the drop pass from Simone Richard. Richard tracks it to the far corner as Julien Blaise sets up in front of the goal for a pass. Richard takes the shot. Three blue jerseys below the hash marks. They block the shot and then ice or send the puck high down the ice, but it won't have enough for icing. Simone Richard has possession for Canada, and with no pressure, he'll just take his time on the breakout. Team USA starting to look a little bit gassed here. As Richard makes the drop pass intended for Wyatt Harvey. Rick Oriold receives it, takes the shot. Again, incredible defensive support there. Three blue jerseys below the goal uh, hash marks blocking the shot. Richard takes a shot. That one blocked by Vantarini McDermott with 4.05 left here in the second period. From his knees, Fernazier unable to get the pass across. And Dirk Morgan does well to muscle it out of the zone and inside the Canadian territory. That's going to be a penalty against Team USA as... It was Wayne St. Dennis that got dumped by Dirk Morgan, and here goes Canada East. Serbu makes the pass near side to Oriold. Oh, he just missed on that chance. DeMontis picks up the rebound off the end boards. Serbu takes possession 
Still no touch from the Americans. Shot right on. Serbu with another opportunity. Oh, they're throwing everything at the goal. Straub makes the save. How have they not whistled it down? Finally, they call it after Straub was able to keep the puck out despite that sustained pressure. That was a long delay. We're talking about over a minute there. The, the actual infraction happened deep in the Canadian zone. Canada pressuring all the way up and, and continued to pour it on. Uh, it was it was everything but a goal in that kind of situation, Nico. And uh, once again... Uh, I'm not. I'm not calling the stars right now of the game, but but Mike Straub right now is a game star Absolutely. in that two Team USA net. He's a big reason that this game is still one-one. We've got a penalty assessed out of that scrum. It's being ticketed to Keith Hollywood Haley as he'll sit in the box for two or less with 3:26 left here in the second period. I know you're laughing. I can't even take credit for that one. <laughs> that he came with that name. It's a, it's so. a great nickname. <laughs> it it's really a great is. nickname. And they're a great family as well. The Haley's, Keith and his dad up here this weekend, have had the opportunity to chat with both of them as, once again, the net off its pegs. So we'll have a whistle with 3.16 left in the period. A really great hockey family the Haley's are and big Boston Bruins fans as okay. well. No surprise, considering they're from Hartford. I was going to say, uh, the Hartford doesn't have the team anymore, so that next closest team is the Boston Bruins, and a good one to to, to match up against. Canada uh, still has, uh, you know, they only used nine seconds of this power play, so mm. minute 51 remaining with the man advantage, and there looks like there's a conversation between the United States keeper and the referees. I'm not sure if it was equipment uh, issue or anything of that nature, but nonetheless, they haven't dropped the puck yet just because that conversation continues here in the second period. I wonder if Straub was maybe putting a, a word in the referee's ear about the crease crashing because there's been a lot of activity in his blue paint, and I think that maybe he's had just about enough of people crashing into him. But they will get set to drop the puck to the right of Mike Straub as he finds his positioning on the post. And that'll give us an opportunity to give some shout-outs here on the live chat thread, including Kyle Bora from the St. Blues, Blues Blind Hockey Club, who says, Straub is on fire right now. Yes, you're absolutely yeah, he right. Is. He is. Shot from the point, kicked away by Straub. Kane tries to clear it out, gets it past Alec Angus McKechn. No icing call as Canada here on the power play with 2.55 left in the period and a minute and a half left in the man advantage. Tim Kane intercepts the long stretch pass. He'll bring it back inside his own zone before backhanding it back inside Canadian territory. DeMontis digs it off the wall, goes cross ice to AMAC as it's just out of the reach of Julien Blais. And that'll give Tim Kane a chance to possess for the Americans. Kane lifts the puck, sends it the length of the ice as there's just one minute remaining in the Team Canada East power play. Wyatt Harvey, the versatile skater, starts up on the breakout. He breaks up the near wing, goes into the middle of the ice across center. All the way to the far side, he dumps it off to Julien Blais. Blais tries a drop pass intended for Serbu. Serbu does well to knock the puck out of midair and take possession. Harvey receives the pass, takes the shot, and that one goes wide to the far post. Joseph Del Grande chips it over to the far corner. 30 seconds remaining on the power play. Centered through the high slot just out of the reach of Del Grande as Guzik got just enough of it to direct it away from Joseph Del Grande. 
Serbu from below the goal line tried to scoop that out front. It's broken up by Vantarini and cleared out to center ice with just 10 seconds remaining on the Canadian power play. Wide Harvey drops it to Kelly Serbu. Serbu shoots! Huge save by Straub. The rebound sitting there. But again, a crash to the net, and the net comes off its moorings. Now, in that situation, it was more of his own defenseman that was uh, in, in the way of uh, starting goaltender Mike Schraub. But, uh, you know, there was a Canadian nearby, and I could see why this conversation would be having because this is probably about the third or fourth time in the last two minutes that this has happened around the United States net. Uh, nonetheless, he's keeping them at bay, still tied at one. Funny story here before they drop the puck. Uh, so so we have Keith Haley in the penalty box, and the last minute, his dad was taking pictures of him in the penalty <laughs> box, and I'm, and I'm sitting there, and the reason I know it was, it was his dad, he's, he's wearing a Haley jersey, and he's, and he's getting it from all different kind of angles. So I'm guessing once this game is finished, Pops is going to show uh, son uh, how he spent two minutes or less <laughs> right. in, in the penalty box of this hockey game. Oh, that's awesome. I did not catch that. That's so fantastic. Well, just three seconds remaining in the penalty to Keith Haley, so it certainly seems like he'll be able to pop out of, pop out of the box momentarily as Joel Klug, his... Brailler's teammate says Haley is out of control. Actually, he said Hollywood is out of control. <laughs> I think the teammate can get away with that comment. As Tim Kane scoops up the puck, Hollywood Haley out of the box for five aside as Steinica brings it up. He's got Kane trailing him. Can't get the clean pass yet. Good back check by Rick Oriold with 105 left in the period. Centered out front, Simone Richard defending perfectly to tie up the stick. Oriold makes the pass near side to Fornazier. Fernazier back to Oriol, sharp angle shot off the side of the post, centered out front. Fernazier unable to corral it for a clean opportunity. 48 seconds left in the period. Here goes Steinica. Oh, what a move between his legs. He's a fancy player, and that was some shifty stick handling right there. Wayne St. Dennis tries to clear it along the far boards. Belding gets a bit of a hit in there and a word from the official warning him, hey, I'll let you get away with one, but not a second. As Team USA keep the puck pinned in deep. Alex Angus McKechn lifts it the length of the ice. If it has enough, they'll call it icing. And it just goes for icing with 12.6 seconds left in the period. And it's funny because we haven't seen the United States deep in the Canadian zone for much of this hockey game. Uh, If you're breaking down percentages, it it has to be at least 90% Canada in the United States zone of this game. So uh, a very rare face-off to the right of Joey Cabral coming up with only 12.6 seconds remaining in the second period. It'll be Dirk Morgan squaring up to take the draw against Simone Richard. As the referees spot that one of the bench doors was a bit ajar, so they close it and will get the puck dropped for the final 12 seconds. USA win the faceoff. Vantarini's shot blocked by Wyatt Harvey. Seven seconds remaining. Matthew Miller tracks it to the far corner. Miller tries to dig it out front. Harvey there to intercept it. The buzzer sounds, and with two periods in the books, little separating these two teams, we're still all tied up at one. 
Good second period by the Canadian team, putting on the pressure for the most part. Weren't able to capitalize on it. We're tied at one, and uh, I don't know if uh, if they have the United States on the ropes or not, but there doesn't seem to be much pushback from the United States in the second period. And hopefully in the set, in the third period, there's a little more offensive generated in that Canadian zone because we did not see it here in period number two. Let's get to a couple of quick shout-outs on the live chat thread before we rejoin the Neutral Zone boys at AMI. Let's give a shout-out to Chris Orr. That is a great hockey name. Orr, who's cheering on Dirk Morgan and Team USA. Who else? We've got Sean Bora here from the St. Louis Blues Blind Hockey Club saying much love to Anthony Chesro. Hope he recovers well and fast. And hey, how about Mike Illister who says this is so cool being able to tune into this event Thank you all for checking out the action here at the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. All right, let's rejoin the group from AMI. It's the boys from the neutral zone. I'm going to introduce them first this time. Let's catch up with Brett, Brock, and Cam. And it continues, Nico. It continues. And it will continue going into tomorrow. Wow. All right. So it's uh, been a... Uh, back and forth period with a little bit of chances. Unfortunately, uh, with the broken uh, collarbone uh, with uh, Anthony Cheshaw, that is a big loss uh, for them. Gentlemen, quick thoughts on the uh, on the loss here. Uh, well, I think that was a huge loss, um, you know, for the United States uh, with the broken collarbone of Anthony Chestro. Uh, and you really saw it when the Canadians were in the... Uh, uh, zone of the Americans. Um, they weren't able to get it out, and a lot of times Chesro is that person to be able to kind of break up the play and uh, get it out uh, above the blue line. Um, but saying that, uh, give the United States credit. This game is still only 1-1 with all the pressure that Canada has, and it is all because of Mike Straub, Mike Straub, Mike Straub. He is doing fantastic, and I expect more of uh, the same in the third period. Brett? And that's the thing, Cameron. I have written down here goaltending duel. If Mike Straub hasn't played the way he's playing now. Oh, this game's over. It, it, this game is over. And it would have been over in the first period. A- and Tim Kane is doing the best he can. But without yeah. Anthony Ches- Chesro, with that broken collarbone, I don't know if they've got what it takes. That that second period, they looked gassed. They did. However, this is when your best player has to be your best player. You have to have your best player take your team on your back, and that's what Tim Kane has to do in the third period. But let me ask you, is Tim Kane their best player right now, or is... Oh, the best player right now is Mike Straub. However, I don't remember the last time a goalie uh, scored a goal. So somebody in either the offensive or defensive core of the United States is going to have to get a goal. Yeah, it's. Uh, I agree. Uh, you gotta. You gotta get a goal now. They are crashing the net as we saw in the period, so they're getting there. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Now, I alluded to this earlier today that we would do this live on. AMI Audio. If you haven't tuned into the Neutral Zone at 11 a.m. Eastern, you I'm going to fill you in. Brett likes to make bets and pretty much fails at them. And he uh, has failed at them recently and owes us uh, eight of something disgusting. We are going to put on the table what it is 
and I'm going to get Brett to tell the audience what it is before he ingests one. It's pickled onions again. Yeah, yeah, but what's yes. the difference? However, it says that they're sour. Fantastic. Are you looking forward to this? I have a feeling they're going to taste exactly the same. Are oh, you? but this one's going to be sour. Oh. Jeff's standing by with an interview, so could you ingest it and tell us how it is? He's uh, sticking his finger in the jar, popping it in his mouth, looking very subdued about it right now, chewing away. It smells disgusting, folks. Absolutely disgusting. It was absolutely delicious. Uh, I think you're lying to us on that uh, because it smells nasty. Uh, Cam, you want to try one? Uh, well, I think we should uh, bring it down to Jeff, and uh, when we come back, I might ingest one as well. Oh, oh, see, he might. He did not commit to this. I will. Let's go down to Jeff Ryman, ringside. I'm standing with Team Canada East forward, Simone Richard. Simone, you guys uh, have a pretty luxurious 2-0 uh, lead here uh, in terms of standings. You guys have two wins, zero losses so far throughout this tournament. Were the little bit of, were the nerves calmer heading into this game, knowing that you guys already have that those two wins under your belt? Uh, you know what? Um, we're not really focused on the on the past. We're just focusing on what's uh, the task at hand, and which is uh, you know every single shift, uh, working our ass off, and you know just doing what we can on the ice, uh, trying to get a win here. So uh, that's the focus for today. And one of the things that's been brought up on our broadcast multiple times, especially by Nico Cartarelli, our play-by-play guy, is that you have been training your ass off in terms of, you know, maybe your on-ice, your off-ice training. Can you walk us through what you've done to prep for this? Uh, you know, it's a lot of hard work. Uh, everybody here works hard, uh, obviously, but uh, myself personally, I'm trying to be on the ice 35 times a week. Uh, just working on skill, working on skating, working on... Uh, every aspect of the game, offense, defense, everything. Uh, transitions, you know, any, anything on the ice. Uh, then off the ice, I'm doing a lot of weight and cardio and um, a lot of power things too. So that's pretty much it for me. I'm doing a lot of off-ice things too, pucks and all that too. So a lot of hard work, but um, pays off for sure. Perfect. Thanks so much and good luck in the third. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. With that, we're going to take a break. Come back and maybe Cam will ingest one of those onions and we'll get you set for third period action right after the break here on this AMI audio live presentation. We'll be right back. Welcome back to day two coverage of AMI-audio live presentation of the 2019 Canadian Blind Hockey Tournament. Cam, are you going to ingest one of these onions before we talk about the third period? I will do so. He's going to do so, folks. So does this mean the bet that I made with the Raptors, I don't have to do anything? This can be my Raptor bet if I lose? Sure. We have a yes and a no. I'll still do this. It's the final oh, that's good. countdown. I enjoy the taste of it. It's quite good. The sour pickled onions. 
I mean, to just eat the rest of these uh, during the broadcast for uh, have a little snack during the rest of the game. Well, apparently it wasn't disgusting enough, folks. I didn't. No, you should have went with the sardines. Oh, yeah, but he told me he wouldn't eat that. That's why he needed to do it, because he said he wouldn't. Yeah, but then I have to listen to him whine for the next Better you than me. That's broadcast. what I always say. All right, gentlemen, third period going to start soon. Uh, who's this game most important to, United States or Canada? I, I think the United States needs to uh, pull out the W in order to uh, keep their uh, pride intact. Cam? I, well, I think it's most important for the state. You want to at least get a, a win here in the tournament, although they do have another game to go, but... Uh, you really want to get that win now because you don't want to have to expect that win with your last game of the tournament. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, United States that really needs to get it going for the same reason that's already been illustrated. I would love to see an overtime game or maybe even a shootout because we saw one or two of those last year and we've yet to see one. So I would like to see that. I don't mind overtime, but not the shootout. Oh, we might get into why later on. We're going to send it back to our dynamic duo broadcast crew of Dave Bastel and Nico Cardarelli. Guys? Gentlemen, thank you so much for all your work all day long and the great analysis there in the intermission as we get you set for the third period of play. I am Nico Cardarelli, joined alongside Dave Bastel. And a shout-out to all the crew behind the scenes, all the incredible volunteers and staff who helped make this weekend possible. Third period underway as Team Canada East and Team USA all tied up at ones. Kelly Serbu out there on the right wing as Simone Richard took the face-off. Richard gets the pass from Serbu. A little bit of wet ice there as physical play and the ice kind of combining with players losing their feet as Tim Kane... Gets the puck in deep inside the Canadian zone. Richard with the pass intended for Serbu. He's clotheslined into the turnbuckle, and they gotta call that one. A penalty coming up here to Daniel Belding for roughing. That was a big hit at the blue line. You kind of knew as soon as uh, as soon as that contact happened, just because you had the Canadian with a little bit of speed coming up the right side. And he was, uh, he was knocked backwards at the blue line. No surprise there. The referees were quick to uh, throw up the two-minute penalty. And Canada goes on the power play once again here early in the third period. The pace so far in this first 30 seconds looked like uh, a little bit of a pick-me-up from the second period. So this is a very good start uh, for, this, uh, for this final frame. Well, USA threw an extra player over the bench as the puck was being dropped. The referee's not letting that fly. They won't ticket a penalty, but they just won't allow the change to happen. So DeFlorio has to head back to the Pines, and it'll be Guzik staying out there for the faceoff on the right wing. Morgan waved out of the draw, so Guzik comes in to take it. As they scrum off the face-off, played to the line, rolling puck just gets past Wyatt Harvey. Wyatt Harvey cycling around, plays it to the near side for Joseph Del Grande, but they go in just offside, so a stoppage with 11-14 left in the third period. We've been getting some great comments on our live chat thread and before the start of the period, I said, third period coming up, who you got? We're getting some good responses here. Joel Klug from the Hart 
from the Hartford Brailers saying, USA needs a win, and Keith Haley really needs to pick up the pace. Man, these teammates are ruthless with each other. And then Julianne Brace cheering on Team Canada. Wyatt Harvey retrieves it from inside his own zone. A minute 35 left on the power play. Harvey breaking up the right wing. He gets tied up by Steinica. And a bit of a headlock there as he takes Harvey down. Kelly Serbu working up the near boards. Challenged by Tim Kane as Serbu cycling far side. Plays it back to the near side for Simone Richard. And then... I think they've blown it with the net being off. Yes, the net yes, has come off ex- once again. That's exactly it. Uh, once again, the net's off, so the whistle's blown, and the face-off uh, will just be to the uh, right of the goaltender. Canada still on the power play, a little over a minute left, and they have to generate something here. It seems to uh, be their M.O. to start off period strong, and, and this is no different than the first two. And, of course, in that first period, they scored early in the hockey game. Uh, they hope to capitalize here uh, with uh, the man advantage still for another minute left. It'll be Simone Richard to take the draw against Tim Kane as the far side official has a quick chat with the benches. The puck is dropped and we're back underway as Alex Angus McKechn feathers it to the hash marks for Richard. His backhander gets knocked down but not out of the zone. Wayne St. Dennis holds it in for a moment. Tim Kane moments later... Clears it down the length of the ice with just 55 seconds remaining on Team Canada East power play. Good forward checking there, shorthanded from Steinica. Can't wrestle the puck away from Alec Angus McKechn. They try advance it on the far side wall in deep, but Kane comes in and hammers it right back out across center ice. St. Dennis with the lead pass for Oriol. It's now on the stick of Richard. Just two Canadian players in the zone, but they connect as Oriold well, tried to secure the rolling puck. Makes the pass to Richard, shoots, he scores! Oh, what a bar wow. down beauty! Simone the Rocket Richard gets the go-ahead goal. 2-1 Canada East the, as he converts on the power play. The way he's controlled this game in the offensive zone, you knew it was almost a matter of time. He was looking for that opportunity. The pass was clean. He got it and made no mistake. What a rifle that was. Uh, you can't sit there and question the United States keeper on that one just because of how good that shot was placed. Canada finally capitalizes after umpteen chances uh, against the United States. They score the power play goal, and they're up 2-1 to one in this third period. A huge go-ahead goal on the power play. Simone Richard cashes in with a bar-down beauty, and Team Canada East now have a 2-1 lead. As off the face, off the puck, hits somebody on the USA bench, so we'll retake the draw. But a clutch goal there from Richard here in the third period. The face-off won by Team Canada East. They dump the puck in deep as Mark DeMontis gives chase to the far corner. Passed it over to Kelly Serbu. He tried to jam it home, but nothing doing as John Guzik digs it out and clears it across center ice. Wyatt Harvey dumps it right back into the near side corner. As they scramble for the puck, Dirk Morgan does well to tie up Serbu and take it away from him. 
Team Canada East on the delayed offside call. Didn't realize they had to leave the zone, so they'll whistle it down. No, there was some question about that. They definitely did not know that because a lot of times when they're in that situation, they're heading to the blue line pretty fast, but there were some question marks on there. Nonetheless, it's called on the delayed offside. Canada, uh, that, that faceoff will be just outside the blue line, and they're about to drop the puck on this one. We get a comment on the live chat feed as Root asks, blind hockey? Yes, all the players are legally blind. They have a varying degree of vision. It's 10% or less. As Richard feeds it across, it's broken up by Tim Kane. Kane skating the puck up now for Team USA. Steinica with him on the right wing. Kane makes the draw pass for DeFlorio. DeFlorio feeds it back to Kane as he does well to bank it to himself off the boards. From his knees, he nearly put that one in along the far post. Great chance for Captain America, Tim Kane. Kane was just inches away from that far right post. That was that close to tying this game up at two. A one-goal game right now. Team Canada East leading 2-1 with 8.30 remaining in the third period. Richard centers in front. Great jam home chance as they continue to walk away at it. But Joseph Del Grande gets denied by the left pad of Mike Straw. I'm curious with the fast whistle there, too, because the puck looked like it was open on the side of the United States net. Uh, there were some questions being back and forth. Nobody's really taking it up with the referees. But if I'm on that ice right now, I'm kind of curious why that was done as fast. The net's still on. But nonetheless, the puck was uh, was open on my sight lines. Yeah, no, it's a really good point that you bring up Dave because they were still walking away at it it wasn't frozen in the blue paint it wasn't covered up so a tough whistle there for Team Canada East but they continue to soldier on with 820 remaining here in the third period and one of my favorite people just walked into our broadcast booth Mark Bentz from Team Canada West a great chance for Kelly Serbu but his feet inside the crease they'll whistle it down for the faceoff Face-off going to be just to the left of the United States goaltender. Actually, it looks like they're taking it outside the blue line. So, yes, it will be outside of the United States zone. Canada uh, still with that 2-1 to lead here in the third period. Eight minutes and 12 seconds remaining in it. A little bit of a discussion going on between Kelly Serbu and the referee as they drop the puck and Back in the zone they go once again. Venturini McDermott picks up the loose puck there, tries to clear it out. Nice work by Belding to ensure the puck gets across the line, but quickly the Canadians bring it back in. Kelly Serbu along the near wing, cycling down low behind the goal, checking passing options and shielding it from the defenders. Makes the pass there to Fornazier. Serbu gets it back at the hash mark, shoots! Oh, a huge save by Straub as he got just enough to deflect that over top the goal. That hit the U and USA and, and just <laughs> deflected over the net. Fornazier, the whiz kid! Strikes for Canada East! Joe Fernazier makes it 3-1. to one. Another high shot, high blocker side, no mistake. What a great shot. What a great wrist shot. And Canada taking advantage of their opportunities here in the third period. Two great goals on two great shots. And they now have a 3-1 to one lead. 
Joe, the whiz kid for Nazir, finds the back of the net with a beauty, and it's now 3-1 for Team Canada as they're pouring it on here in the third. You can feel the momentum stretch, too, and, and really side on the Canada east side. Two great goals, two great opportunities, and controlling most of the momentum in the United States zone. The difference between this period and the second period, the pucks are going in the net. Yes, absolutely, and now Team USA trying to find a way to put the puck in the net themselves. Kane centers it intended for Steinica, but it's broken up by Richard with 7.20 remaining here in the third. Richard bringing the puck up. He's got Harvey streaking to the net. Wow, what a play by Christine Vantarini to break up that two-on-one. Team USA get it out across center ice where it's corralled by Julianne Blay. Plays it to the far side boards as Wyatt Harvey dumps it in. But Vantarini knocks that down, and coming off the bench, it's corralled by Alec Angus McKechn. Tim Kane knocks the puck out of midair, takes it across the blue line, has Steinica trailing him. Kane trying to find the passing option. It goes off to Montes and wide to the far post by just inches. That was close, too. A nice little bank opportunity for Team USA, but uh, it was wide. Here goes Alec Angus McKechn tries to set up Julian Blay, but he redirects it just wide of the near post. We've got Mar uh, Mark Bent standing by. We're going to catch up with him in just a moment alongside Jeff Ryman. The action is end-to-end -end right now. We don't have a moment to step away from it. <laughs> As Team USA, ooh, getting away with too many skaters. And there's our perfect opportunity with the stoppage in play. Let's catch up with Mark Bent. Mark, how are you doing, brother? Really good, Nico. Just been a fabulous tournament. We're only just two days into it here. So so you're playing with Team Canada West. Tell us a little bit about the experience for you. Well, it's fast. I mean, this is my first time out there, so it is a lot quicker than our, our weekly game. <laughs> but it's great to get out there and mix it up. You know, you were a big part of Team Canada down in Pittsburgh, the athletic therapist en route to the gold medal as the shot from Wyatt Harvey gets blocked. How's it different being on the ice instead of helping the guys after the game with their injuries? Well, helping's amazing because you're part of the family and you're at such a high level. But, boy, being on the ice, it's, uh, it's what I love. So getting out there and mixing it up, is, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Shot from the point, gets blocked. Rick Oriold finds it, lets the shot fly, and that one stopped as well. Don't go anywhere, Mark. i got one more question for you as soon as we get a moment. Serbu behind the net, tries to feed it out front, nothing doing yet. Tries the wraparound on the near side and a good save there by Straub. 5.35 left in the third period. Kelly Serbu, he gets body checked there by Dirk Morgan. Serbu tried to sell that a little bit, but Morgan, a tough customer, making a good play along the boards. Team Canada East dig it out as Rick Oriold tries to feather it over to Serbu. Serbu takes the shot and oh. he scores! Kelly Serbu makes it 4-1 for Canada East. Nico, that, that puck had eyes on it too. Serbu with a quick shot along the ice, beats the keeper, bottom left side, uh, and uh, just uh, found the corner. Those are the same pucks that were missing the far corner in the Ooh. second period, and they're going in in this game. Uh, now Canada in full control of this one, just over five minutes left, and they're holding steady to a 4-1 lead. Well, we still got Mark Bent standing by here. And before we let you go, Mark, one of the things that I, I love about what you do is you always take these moments to highlight the youth, the up-and-coming kids. Tell us a little bit about why that's so important to you. 
Well, the kids are certainly the future of the game. And uh, growing up as a kid playing hockey and having it taken away from me, uh, well, it impacted me forever. And so to get this thing to the level we need to get it to at the Paralympics, we need to grow it from the lowest level. And, of course, getting out there and just seeing the kids having so much fun. Yeah. And then meeting their parents, and they just light up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> I mean, it just it makes my heart glow. So we got to get those kids, and we got to get a lot of them. We're so lucky to have you as one of our board members. Mark, if people want to get in touch, maybe learn more about Canadian Blind Hockey, how can they get in contact with us? Uh, best thing to do is go to the website. I mean, that's where everything is generated from it's our focal point so canadianblindhockey.com is our area and then any questions you have just put it out there we're glad to answer them mark thank you so much for coming up here taking the time and best of luck tomorrow brother i appreciate that thank you that was mark bentz from team canada west as they'll be back in action tomorrow in the morning game against team usa and then they'll also play canada east in the afternoon game tomorrow. So still lots of hockey coming in this select series. Busy Sunday for him. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) I wonder if he's wishing he was still the team therapist. (laughs) Team USA going offside on that break. 4-31 remaining here in the third period of play. Canada has opened up a 4-1 lead. USA just trying to muster something offensively. They're really not able to do it right now, Nico. Uh, they, uh, They hope to maybe dump this puck into the Canadian zone and get something on goal but uh, from my knowledge I I think they have one shot on goal in this third period so it has not been a very good third for Team USA Well, and it's understandable given the loss to their lineup a significant injury to Anthony Chesro a broken collarbone and well really the feel of this game has changed dramatically since Chesro had to leave with injury Delayed offside against Canada East. That gives Dirk Morgan a chance to play the puck out of his zone. Francois Beauregard comes up with it. Banks it off the boards. Where it's controlled by John Guzik. Four minutes even remaining here in the third period of play. Team Canada East leading Team USA 4-1. Rolling puck corralled by Kelly Servu. He works his way up the near wing. He's got players going to the net. Serbu drives wide all the way behind the goal into the far corner. Now lays it behind the goal for DeMontis. He tried to tuck it in. He had Straub pulled off the post. Just couldn't quite find the back of the net with that attempt. Had the right idea too because he was unmarked behind that goal uh, and and had that opportunity for the quick wraparound. But uh, they were equal to the challenge. Still 4-1 Canada. Team USA breaking out, led by Victoria Vantarini McDermott, chipped ahead by Tim Kane inside the Canadian zone where Rick Oriold now playing back on defense for Team Canada, scooped that puck up. Richard digs it off the wall. It's corralled by Fornazier, who passes it back to Richard, who then plays it behind the goal for Fornazier. Oriold up there at forward once again, digging away for the puck behind the net. As a couple of players scrum for it, Kevin Shanley there defensively for Team USA. 2.45 remaining in the third period of play. Alec Angus McKechn holds the zone. Good play at the blue line. As Rick Oriel tries to dig it out of the pack, but it's Tim Kane who banks it off the glass and out. Amac does a good job to play it off the boards, just out of the reach of... Joe Fernazier. Now Fernazier comes up with it. It's him and Richard breaking into the zone. Richard drops it to Fernazier. Takes the shot with a 
pile of bodies crashing in front of the goal and Team USA able to clear it down the ice. But that's going to be an icing call here with 2.14 left in the third period. USA a little bit desperate to clear that zone and that's why you saw not just uh, any kind of icing but a, a definite hard ice too. That, uh, that puck found its way down to the Canadian East zone pretty quick. Uh, the face-off now at two minutes and change left in this hockey game. Uh, Canada could almost seal it up here with uh, with more pressure in this USA zone and uh, the dying minutes of the third period. Serbu gets set to take the face-off against Dirk Morgan as it's coming to the left of goaltender Mike Straub. Serbu ties up. Canada takes possession. Del Grande tries to feather it over to Wyatt Harvey. He backhands it into the near corner where Serbu gets tied up by Kevin Brown. Great defensive play there by Kay Brown making the play for Team USA. A buck 55 remaining here in the third period of play. As it was 1-1 coming into this period, but Canada have... Put their foot down and now lead it 4-1. Sharp angle shot by Blay gets stopped. They try jam home the puck, but Straub has it covered and they'll whistle it down with 141 left in the third. Pressure continues in that United States zone for uh, Canada East. Uh, they are not changing lines too, which is kind of, uh, I'm kind of surprised. This line has been on the ice for the last two minutes, or at least it seems like it. Uh, but the Serbu line is still there and he's still directing traffic. It almost looks like he has the kind of intensity that he wants to make this game a 5-1 to one score. Yes, as he wins the faceoff, but he chops it past wide Harvey, so Harvey has to race back to the far side corner of his own zone to track it. Makes the pass to Julian Blay. He can't squeeze past Tim Kane. Kane made the pass to DeFlorio, and he just couldn't quite handle the puck cleanly. Serbu streaking up the left wing, near side. Centers in front, they score, no goal. Waved off immediately as Joseph Del Grande got the stick to put it in, but again, the referees wave it off right away. And they were quick on it too. They, they saw it, they called it, it wasn't a goal. Uh, this faceoff looks like it's going to be just outside of the blue line. Yes, the referee points to it right now. Uh, no goal, and it's still 4-1 to with a minute 19 seconds remaining in this game. We'll take a quick opportunity to look ahead to tomorrow's schedule. Our broadcast starts at 9 a.m. tomorrow with the select series game between Team USA and Team Canada West. And we'll be broadcasting all the games tomorrow from 9 a.m. Eastern time onwards. As Simone Richard plays the puck into the zone, of course, we're happy to have AMI on board tomorrow again for both select series games and the open division. A two-on-one breaking here. Steinica, he's got Vantarini McDermott with him. Good back check by Richard to break up that pass. Inside the final minute of the third period, Team USA trying to get one more here before the buzzer sounds. Team Canada just trying to clear the pressure as Mark DeMontis flips it. Not past Dirk Morgan, though. Nice pinch from Morgan to keep the puck alive. Alec Angus McKechn, the two lobster fishermen going head-to-head there as Alec <laughs> Angus McKechn gets the better of Dirk Morgan in that exchange. I'm sure they've got some great stories that they could swap about their, their experiences on the boats, but they're two tough customers as well. And the final 15 seconds ticking away here. 
Team Canada East will remain undefeated. They're going to improve to 3-0 with a 4-1 victory over Team USA. What a great game and what a great way to wrap up day two here at the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. Team Canada East pour off the bench to celebrate with their goaltender Joey Cabral as he stops all but one. Team Canada pick up a 4-1 victory over Team USA. Defensively, Canada has to be happy with this. They did shut down the United States for a good portion of the second half of the game. The first period was a little iffy as it looked like it was going to be a wide open game. There was a couple key injuries on the United States side. We do know about that. But Canada, for points-wise, uh, did control the majority of the second, did control the majority of the third period. A well-earned victory here uh, for one, the final score. And the goaltending on the Canada side, relatively quiet, but Cabral was steady as usual. Uh, and it's something that we've come to know that uh, the goaltending that comes out of Joey Cabral will always be at this standard. It's tough enough scoring on him, but when you reduce those opportunities, it's that much harder. On full credit to Mike Straub, who played one heck of a game in goal for Team USA. He kept them in this really through till the third period before the Canadians started to flex their muscle. And the final score ends up being 4-1 for Team Canada East over Team USA. Dave, it's so great having you here again. Thank you so much for joining us on the broadcast. I always enjoy working with you. And it was an absolute blast to have you here. Nico, I, I wish I could be here for more of it. And once again, uh, you're you're one of the best guys I've worked with in this position. Uh, all the best tomorrow, uh, Championship Sunday. Thank I you. look forward to catching it at home. And uh, have yourselves a good one. Great catching up with you again, my friend. My pleasure as always. For Dave Bastel, I'm Nico Cartarelli. We're signing off. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Let's send it back to the boys from the neutral zone to wrap up today. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, Canada East winning the game 4-1 to over the United States. I just want to quickly run over tomorrow's uh, schedule. We will begin at 9 a.m. with Canada West versus United States. That is the end of our broadcast for today. I'd like to thank Nico Cardarelli, Dave Bastel, Cam Jenkins, Brett Wills, Jeff Ryman, Mark Afolo, Nick Lisk, and of course our manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank. Tune in tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern. We look forward to it. Have a great night. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books. 
where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.